0: My lighting is is not anything compared to yours. You got Should we, you probably you probably don't even don't even tell me you set up some lights up there. Uh, here, look. Can you? Oh my god! <laughs> you got <laughs> you got some LEDs going on in there. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're funny.
1: Why I ruined my hair.
0: Oh, here it oh no! Let's I'm not say anything. Is- I'm all I'm all grainy and blue. You're like all warm. You
1: got I don't know. Oh yeah, I got the Kelvin tip. Oh You know how I feel about Kelvin tip. Hold on. Yeah. What do you set at over there? I'm at 3,300. That's a very warm and, oh, man. and host flattering um, <laughs>
0: color temperature. You need to dial up the Barbara Walters fuzz.
1: Oh, I can just smudge my thumb over the camera yeah, yeah. for that soft yeah, yeah. soft focus. You can't see all my my Welcome to this episode of the Cool Dad Shirt Podcast. Previously, you know, we I think we talked about this before. For some reason, when people are, say, like, you know, what is your favorite movie, or, you know, what just things like that, my mind goes to a complete white sheet of paper. I cannot remember anything. I don't know why. There's lots of stuff I like, but somehow the pressure of, like, what is your favorite? I don't like to commit to a favorite. I like lots of things in different genres, but I finally came to realize, I think I have the answer, you know, you've heard the thing, uh, if you could have, uh, you know, dinner with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? I, I finally realized it's it's Christopher Walken. yeah. Every story I hear about this guy is funnier than the next, and I think that would be a hoot to just pal around with him for a day.
0: I think so. I think he would be a great guy to have some dinner with. I don't know what the conversation would be. Well, I think, like, what would you ask him? So you're you're having some dinner, you know, and he's like, Rich, thank you for having dinner with me. (laughs) This food is fantastic. Like, I don't know how he would say it, but, you know, you're having dinner with them. With I mean, wh- See, what's your first question?
1: I, I think that's the point. I, I think it would be <laughs> completely organic. I don't think I'd have to participate much at all. You know, he, he comes up on this show frequently and I, yeah. I just because he's a hoot. And this is very funny, and I think it would take a life of its own. Uh, he would have a bite of broccoli, and you'd have a bit. Here, here, comes, <laughs> here comes a conversation. And, uh, yeah, so put me down for Christopher Walken. Uh, yeah, another reference on this show to that genius.
0: Christopher Walken. All right. That's a good one.
1: How about you? I don't have-
0: I don't have anybody in mind, but I'm going to give it some thought. Christopher Walken would be a blast, though. You know, most of the time people think, oh, who would be interesting? You know, would it be a president or a scientist? I totally get where you're coming from, right? I mean, you can hear enough of that, you know, in a TED Talk or on the Internet or an interview with somebody else. You know, having a conversation with just sort of random thoughts and no context. I think that would be uh, <laughs> that'd be a great time.
1: Abe Lincoln would be great. I, I just don't think I'd laugh a lot.
0: I don't know what. Uh, there's not a lot of topics to cover, right? You know?
1: He was a, he was involved in some pretty serious stuff. It was a very intense time. I, there probably yeah. was not a lot of. Uh... Yeah.
0: Have you introduced the Foo Fighters, Abe? <laughs> Seriously,
1: <laughs> I don't even know if cowbells were a thing back then.
0: They might have been. They they might have been, but I don't know if they had cowbells. They had cows, think,
1: yeah, but I don't. I'm not sure that entered popular music at the time.
0: Oh no, I'm thinking pure functional. Like they had cowbells on their cows.
1: Oh, I'm certain of that. But it, when when <laughs> the Blue Oyster Cult does not go that far back. No, no.
0: But it'd be great if. Abe had some cows in the field, and there was like four or five cowbells that didn't have one, and he would say, Martha, we need more cowbells. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, that's a good I don't know if
0: Martha's isn't her name, but it seems like her name would be Martha, right? It seems like. Uh, Martha Lincoln? Maybe.
1: Martha Washington? And Lincoln's <laughs> is, oh man, here's the failure here? of the public school system. We nah,
0: Well, we can, uh, we can drop that in, in the show notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll drop it. Let's come see. back here for your history lesson. Who
0: was Mrs. Lincoln? I'm going to get like all sorts of Lincolns. Mary Todd Lincoln.
1: Mary, oh, yes, of Mary course, Todd, Mary Lincoln. Todd.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good old Mary Todd. You know, there's a lot to learn on our show. I mean, we're covering presidents, their wives. I mean, there's there's endless takeaways.
1: Uh, yes, we, we run the entire spectrum of things you can learn from history to what what Heather is. With <laughs> So, Mike, do you remember on a previous spectacular episode of ours where you were talking about the clown in front of you at the gas station who was doing a car wash with a squeegee? I do remember that. It's uh, deeply ingrained in my brain. I saw a variation on that, which was much less annoying and actually quite interesting. I was out on my bike the other day, and I was riding past. It looked like a father and son, like a 16-year-old son, a a father in the 40s. And as I was uh, bicycling past, they were cleaning up the car, And the son was going by with a towel, and he was wiping down all the panels that they had just washed, and the father was behind him with a leaf blower (laughs) And, and leaf blowing the car. And I wanted to start laughing. Actually, I did kind of to myself, and I thought, that's actually, that is actually brilliant. Uh, that does not
0: bother me. I think that is quite intelligent. And he's doing it in his driveway, right? He's not holding up other patrons who are trying to purchase gas and get on with their lives.
1: Yeah, if he was down at the Sunoco doing that, it'd be another story. But in <laughs> yeah, his own yeah. driveway, I thought that was really well done.
0: Yeah, and it's similar to what you see at some of those automatic car washes. As you kind of exit the car wash, they have that incredibly high-speed fan that then sort of blows all the remaining water off your car. So hats off to them for uh, like a fantastic cool dad tip.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was from an unknowing party, but thank you.
0: We can't credit him, but... (laughs)
1: Thanks, leaf blower guy.
0: (laughs) So we were playing The Police earlier, and I know we touched upon this. The Police was on our list of one of the bands that we both agreed we, we really wished that we had an opportunity to see. All three of them are very busy performing music and writing music, yet you've never heard any mention of them playing together. And I know they played, I think it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Do they either have that much trouble getting along, or have they really taken the approach of let's end on a high note and we're very busy, you know, pursuing our other interests?
1: I, I think it's all of the above. Uh, I follow all three of them on on social media, and they have a full calendar. Andy Summers is just in South America doing a tour. Stuart Copeland is doing crazy orchestra struf, uh, stuff, uh, Broadway things, and you know. St- Sting always has stuff going on. So I think they're super busy. I think, well, I remember watching a behind the music or something and they said they are three amazingly creative people and, you know, they didn't grow up together like a band like U two, where they just sort of fell into something. They, they kind of came together as accomplished musicians and they, I think they were just always fighting for, for songwriting and getting the hits out. I think Sting's writing probably were, were the biggest hits, but I think there was constant tension, which, uh, Made it burn very brightly, but sadly for a short amount of time. I wanted to ask you, uh, action movies are all the rage. Of course, This this Marvel universe that's going on. Uh, are you into that? Like, how deeply into that kind of stuff do you get?
0: I struggle with that a bit. There's a handful that I really enjoy watching, but I can't keep up with the whole storyline. You know, when my older daughter watches them or my nephew, he knows the whole backstory of all the characters and the history and the other movies that they were in. And I have trouble following that.
1: I'm so happy to hear you say this because I'm in the same boat. I I sit in a quad, uh, four cubes at work, and the other three are these... These wonderful people on my team—they're—they're—they're they're, they're great, but they are uber nerds. And these these three people just go on and on with the the Easter eggs and the threads and the obscure yeah. references to other stuff. And I feel completely out of the loop because I've seen a lot of these movies, but it's for me it's just like getting on a roller coaster, and when it's over, like I, I retain nothing. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'm in for the experience and the explosions yeah. and the and the witty stuff, and that's it. And uh, it was funny because I was talking to another one of my workers who, um, he mentioned the same thing, and he's like. It's the way my memory works. he said the same thing. I'm there for the experience. he said, but i I've actually he says I've actually gotten about eighty percent through a movie and said, I think I've watched this before <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm happy to have company with like super smart people who um, can enjoy it just for the experience and not get way down into that rabbit hole.
0: yeah, I think that sums it up accurately for me as well. hey, so you you have been baiting me with. A comment that one of your neighbors made about your mission, and this has been going on for weeks, and you've promised many times that we would address it on our next call. So here we are. I don't know if the time is right. I don't know if you need a setup. I don't know if you need a beverage or a snack, but please prepare yourself and begin as soon as you're comfortable.
1: Uh, now I feel like I've overhyped it, but I got to I gotta <laughs> tell you, I've, I've got a situation at my house uh, I'm not sure it's over with yet, but as I was going through possible solutions, I was standing in my front yard staring at my house, apparently for longer than I had realized, at which point my neighbor across the street, uh, this guy, John, he's from Pakistan, he's he's lived here for years. What, what a great guy. And he just yells from across the street, Rich, what is your mission? <laughs> I start laughing because I realize I'm standing there like a lunatic staring at my house. So I said, come on, check this out. He comes over. And we're looking at it, I said, I've got a gap in my foundation, and I've had yellow jackets pouring in and out of here for days. I said, I continuously blast it uh, with stuff. Um, I had the idea of just sealing it and locking them in there, but I I think they would go through the insulation and then into my basement. And so I've been dealing this with for a long time, and uh, so he was impressed, and it was very, very funny as a little check on me. Now, I continue to battle this. It was getting to the point where—and I I don't know if this is true with you either— have you ever done something like this where you start getting more and more brave? Like at the beginning, I was getting the 20-foot spray and, and spraying it. And then, uh, you know, then it was like 10 feet away. And then, you know, then I was like trying to really get it in the hole at two feet. And then, you know, I go out there at nighttime and I jam, I jam the nozzle on the thing. Right and up I, there, empty yeah. the can, I empty the can <laughs> into my Um, the entire magazine is emptied (laughs) exactly i I don't even care if i get stung you're going down with an entire can i gotta put an end to this whether i whether i take one for the team or not that's right it ends tonight well the the moral the the ending of the story is it did not end tonight and it keeps going oh no i actually had to hire somebody and uh, i had a professional come in Um, it was a woman who came and she showed up and i explained the situation and it's at ground level there's no there's no ladders involved or anything like that and she shows up, and she just has something in her hair, and she puts like a fleece jacket on, and that's it. And she just walks up to that thing in broad daylight with yellow jackets coming and going and nukes them with some stuff that is clearly illegal in New York State, but they have some <laughs> kind of license for. And uh, so she, she took a crack at it said, give it a few days. Uh, they're still there as of last week. So she came back for a second treatment, and I've not seen them since. Wow. But uh, my mission was very, very intense, and yeah. ultimately, it was unsuccessful. I had to, I had to call in the pros, and I was a little, I was a little discouraged that I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. Well,
0: you had to call in the big guns, and clearly, they are, they have access to uh, much stronger chemicals that can get the job done. So, don't blame yourself.
1: Yeah, but when a five foot two woman comes in and cleans them out, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little bruised to the ego. <laughs>
0: Was she an exterminator or a beekeeper of some sort? Uh,
1: no, she was an exterminator. And I sa- I, at the end, I said, um, how many times have you been stung? Yeah. And she looks at me, she goes, I've never been stung because bees don't sting royalty.
0: Oh, she's showing I- off.
1: But she owned it, man. She went right up there.
0: We had a similar situation many, many years ago. We were sitting in the dining room in the morning. Out of nowhere, the yellow jacket comes buzzing by. A few minutes later, we saw a second one. And then there was a third and fourth. And then now we're up to like five or six yellow jackets buzzing around the dining room. Clearly something is up. I go downstairs and there's about 20 of them all buzzing around downstairs. And I I can't see anything. And I'm ducking low so I don't get stung. They're buzzing around. Now I go outside and I find a big giant nest attached to the side of the foundation right by the window to get to the basement. This is not something I'm going to tackle. It is a huge nest. There's already tons of bees buzzing around. So we call an exterminator. Um, The exterminator comes to the house. Like your exterminator, you would think that they would have a full suit. This guy has nothing. He goes to the back of his truck. He gets up this little can, pours a bunch of chemicals in it, starts pumping the thing up. And he says, show me where it is. So he goes there and takes a look at it. He's like, "Uh, it's right up against the window. Let's go downstairs to your basement. And already I'm like, well, he's used the word let's and us a couple times here, which has already made me very nervous. He's the professional. I called him. If I wanted to get right. stung, I wouldn't have called him. That's right. You know, we go down and he's looking at the window. And then he asks me if I have a long stick or a broom. I get him a broom, you know, hand it to him. And then he says, oh, he said, I'm not going to be able to hold it and spray them at the same time. So now we're down in the basement. There's already 20. 20- bees who are aggressive and angry and now he's got me as a sidekick assistant here so he instructs me on his cue lift up the window and then he's going to blast the net the nest from the inside and douse it with all these chemicals so i'm terrified yeah he says okay go ahead i lift up the window he sprays about 9 <laughs> gallons of this chemical it's everywhere it's all over us i'm breathing it in bees are dropping in seconds and then after he continues to extinguish the nest from the inside, he says, let's go outside and hit it one more time from there. So I had to follow him again and repeat the procedure. And all I thought to myself is, you know, when I get a bill, is it going to be 50% off because I was assisting in this mission? But whatever spray it on them, it did work.
1: Yeah, you would think the, the let's clause included uh, some assistance in that.
0: Yeah. And assistance, not me. Like an intern, like a B intern or something. <laughs>
1: We're just hoping the, uh, the, the carnage was limited to uh, creatures, you know, the size of whatever and not grown humans.
0: Yeah. then the next day there was, there was probably a hundred bees dead all over the basement floor. Ooh. I guess it worked.
1: Yeah, and I, nice. I did not get stung. Oh, all right. So All good. You are listening to the Cool Dad Shirt Podcast with Rich and Mike. Be sure to follow us on Instagram where you can post a comment or DM us a question. Thanks for listening. So we're back with Kara for some tips as we head into fall. We're not quite ready for the heavy jacket season of winter, but she's got some tips of what we can do in the meantime.
2: Hi, guys. This is Kara. I'm here to talk about some new fall weather wear. I want to highlight a great transitional piece right now. It's the lightweight down jacket this is great for layering also layering underneath uh, raincoats too standing on the sidelines for football games running the kids to and from practice apple picking things like that there's three brands actually that i just want to mention patagonia makes one mountain hardware and also arcteryx for Patagonia, it's called the Men's Down Sweater, and I highly recommend the one with the hood. You can find this on patagonia.com, as well as REI. Um, and I also want to mention the Patagonia Worn Wear. They have a separate kind of store that features gently used items, which is great for the budget conscious dads looking to get high quality product at almost half the price. Look for the ones that are featured only in the excellent condition on that site. Um, Next up is the Mountain Hardware Ghost Whisper 2. This is also a 800 fill with down. This is also a great option, super lightweight. The Ghost Whisper is known in the hiking and outdoor gear as being one of the lightest weight jackets available. So it's great for stuffing in a backpack or a bag. Also and that could be found on mountainhardware.com or REI and the third one is Arcteryx their fill is 850 down on this jacket a little more stylish The cut is slim, but you can also found this find this at a discount too in their outlets in major cities Um, As well as Arcteryx has great sales on past colors and also sizes that is my suggestions for a lightweight transitional piece for this fall. i'll talk to you later thank you so much
1: we'll catch you next time there's a
0: couple fashion terms that i absolutely hate one is the term slacks the other one is dungarees
1: dungarees is very old so it was always funny you know pants a pair of pants and I, she made some reference, I think I caught it, where she said pant and, and didn't say pair oh, pant, of pants. Singular. Why, why is singular. Why is it a pair of pants when it's just one pant? Yeah, it it's is singular. singular. There's two legs, but there's one article. My pant. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I may have misheard her, but she definitely did not say a pair of pants. I think
0: yeah. so. Right, well, we could play it back and confirm that. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, do
1: probably it. If there was some way we could find <laughs> it. <this out. laughs>
0: yes. No, I'm going to do it. Not tonight, because I'm not feeling well, but I'm going to definitely do it.
1: Okay, it'll call, yeah. Back through the read through, we'll check it out. Actually, yeah, with don't... the new feature we have, they have a transcript. We can uh, we can actually dump it out and then do a Control F and find it.
0: Yep, we can. Find I something. was reading too. You can actually edit from the word text as well, but I mean it's not as granular
1: as editing on the timeline. But you can edit through the text as well. Can we make us more funny that way? Probably not. I'm... No, I just meant somehow transform the jokes into being even funnier <laughs> by revisionist
0: I... history. <laughs> There might be an AI setting that does that right now. Things are moving fast, Rich.
1: <laughs> they are. Well, if AI do it, and then we've, we've. good Lord, we've spoken enough. They could definitely grab our voice and, and turn it into actual funny jokes. They probably could. Have you heard the
0: uh, some of the AI artists on YouTube? Like, I mean, they're taking popular artist voices and people are writing songs with their voices. There's like a couple from Kanye West that aren't Kanye West. They're unbelievable. They are really, really good. Like you would almost think, that's one of my favorite Kanye West songs, and it's not even Kanye West, you know? Oh no. Yeah, they're that and that's why they're starting to panic about this, right? I mean, people are just AIing their voice and sending stuff out there. Now you got two million downloads and viewers, and this guy's making a ton of money from from ads, and you know, Mr. Kanye is is missing out on a ton of loot. I guess they're trying to figure out on, on how to police that.
1: In three Instagram posts he's already superseded what Kanye's entire catalog earned. Yeah. It, it's amazing. That's crazy. Absolutely amazing. Well, I, you know, is it, is it wrong? Well, I, I guess if you're using uh, somebody's likeness or their voice, there you could have some copyright problems there. But, it, I mean, it's still a creation in a different manner.
0: Yeah, and it's not really defined on where you carve that out. Are you allowed to use an artificially intelligent generated voice of somebody else? What can you use it for? What are the limitations? Or is it just off limits?
1: I think the law has not caught up with the technology yet. Yeah. And it's gonna get interesting. I feel like
0: unfortunately, the laws around music are always so delayed and they don't really they don't really protect the artist. I mean, if you compare like if you were to do that for like an actor or a movie, I mean there are stiff, harsh penalties and it's very difficult for people to to take that stuff and, and repurpose it and use it. It's very guarded. It's very protected. And this, this is my view, maybe that's not the case, but whereas musicians, you know, so what they're just making music because they're happy. I feel like their licensing is not nearly as protected as an actor.
1: And you know what? You're exactly right. We, we rewind back to the days of Napster. As soon as, as soon as music was able to put onto a file, especially a compressed file, like an MP3, that's easily shareable. I mean, This was the logical end, right? A streaming service, like everybody knew you were going to have a la carte music someday. There was no way you couldn't see that future coming. And the record companies did nothing with that. And they were, of course, a victim of a very easy, average person being able to do that. And truthfully, not not to sound self-righteous, but when I first saw it, I was like, holy cow, you can just get catalogs of music. But then you had bands speaking out about it, and I they were right. You just these people, this is how they make a living. And it doesn't matter if they're rich people like Metallica. This is the the work they put into it. And it's not okay. Everyone started calling it sharing. It's it's not it's not sharing. Yeah. You've got something you didn't pay for. That yeah that is stealing. And so you're exactly right. The law took way too long to catch up to that. And now there's all sorts of protections built into that. And it turned into a great business model. Uh, you know, iTunes started with 99 cents a song. Oh, that, that's amazingly reasonable for a song. And then it turned into a streaming service that everybody has now. And it's pretty great.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: And you can track it. Musicians get my, I don't know if they get enough, but yeah. you can keep track. You have all the analytics on who's playing what now. And it's a, it's a much better system. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was a fun swerve into some serious content. Yeah, well, you know, we try to try to touch
0: all points. I, I will tell you a funny thing about my wife. My wife will watch a movie, and, I mean, she can really hype it up, and then I'll ask, tell me about it, and she'll just end with, oh, you really got to watch it. <laughs> I'm probably not going to watch it. Can't you just tell me? And she won't give me any
1: info. That's not fair, especially when you're you're committing to, listen, I, I'm not going to go through uh, two hours of a movie suggestion. <laughs>
0: Yeah, give, give me, me some highlights. I mean, I'm downstairs podcasting. Help me out. <laughs>
1: what did you love about it? Come on, just get to Tell the Tell me. Just give me
0: a brief plot, you know, a little setting, and, and the outcome.
1: Did they die? Did they live? I Just hit me with something. I had no idea the Titanic was going to sink when I was watching that movie. <laughs> oh, Rose. <laughs> that was great.
0: Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Love it. Go
2: on, smash that like button.